That is the theme from the television program Charles in Charge, featuring, of course, the lyrics I want Charles in charge of me. Today, November the 14th, is Prince Charles' birthday. And today, believe it or not, Prince Charles is 70 years of age. He's been waiting a long time, has he not? So the Guardian's written a bit of an uh, article, a commentary on Prince Charles at 70. And the uh, heading is, he was the future once. So it goes like this. On Remembrance Sunday, amongst the trappings of tradition, the British people caught a glimpse of the future as Prince Charles, rather than his 92-year-old mother, led the nation in its public commemoration of its war dead. Of course, you remember the Queen has actually pulled out of many of these public functions for quite some time now, leaving it to Prince Charles or the next generation as well. The Queen is 92. Let's remember, of course, the Queen's own mother lived to 101, and the Queen has promised that she's going to keep on going, you know, to the to the very end, like the old rules there. There's no way she's going to... Um, what's the word? It's not abstain. Uh, you, you know what I mean. Um, but... As the Guardian noted, uh, seeing Charles doing this is uh, a reminder that there will be a post-Elizabethan Britain. And it will look and it will probably feel rather different. Of course, Prince Charles has turned 70. Most people of that age have either retired or are winding down in some ways, but Charles is different. The purpose of his life is still ahead of him. No one has prepared more thoroughly for that moment than he has. Charles has now been heir to the throne for longer than anyone in British history. He's been waiting 66 years and counting. He was four when his mum went on to the throne. 66 years sitting there going, come on, mummy. I'm trained and I'm ready to go. He is 70 years old. And if and when he succeeds his mother, he will be by some distance the oldest monarch on accession uh, too, because uh, William IV holds the current record at 64 years of age. So I thought, Charles at 70, how do you feel? What do you think about him? What do you think about his life? What do you think about his future? What about his achievements? He is a very, very familiar figure. Thank the uh, women's magazines for that. He has he moved instantly, as they note in the Guardian, from youthful gaucheness, then straight to middle age. He is privileged, he is thin skinned, but he is hard working, he is conscientious, and he's traditional. In many ways, including his dress sense, he's stuck in the fifties, writes the Guardian. Possibly the only member of his generation on whom rock and roll left no mark whatsoever. Yet strange enough, he was a very modern, um, a very modern heir to the throne. Because remember, he was talking to the trees and talking about environmentalism way before anybody else talked about environmentalism ever. And his farm down in Cornwall is, you know, is, is won awards for its sustainability. So he was he was ahead of his time, but at the same time behind his time. And now he's seventy. So the Guardian comes to the conclusion that Charles was the future once, maybe 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago, maybe 20 years ago, but that era has slipped away. They wonder about the coronation of an elderly King King Charles, whether anyone will care. The royal baton, though not the crown itself, they say has already skipped a generation. 
It's notable that Charles' son, William and Harry, these days take centre stage and that they and their families are the public face of the royals now. Charles at 70. How do you feel about him? I, I really feel for him, to be honest. Always have done. I, it really irritates me. It really disturbs me when I've heard talkback callers say, Charles is terrible. They should skip him and go straight to William. He should be the next king, not Charles. I hear that and go, you, you, you know, and they, these people claim to be monarchists as well. These people claim to be conservatives. And these people claim that um, they believe in tradition and the, and the reason for the monarchy. And yet they are quite happy to skip the heir to the throne, break all the rules and put it on the head of a young pretender called William, who I still think has to prove himself, though obviously with very good potential. I'd like to comment on Charles. I think he does a great job that just goes under the radar, and I think that that family seems to be acting as a as a, quite a united unit, covering so much ground, bringing lots of um, good charitable help to, to all sorts of walks of life. So I think it's, it's actually a team event, and good on Charles. So those are my thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, the funny thing is he did do the Remembrance Day service, but otherwise, when was the last time you saw him? And I, I was thinking about that when, you know, uh, we had the All Blacks versus um, uh, England in rugby. And that was the most amazing event. I don't know if you saw it. It Twickenham, 82,000 people, and they had a moment of silence for Remembrance Day, and it was spooky. And it was, uh, and we had Rebecca Nelson, the New Zealander, from uh, the the, um, the army band, singing the in full uniform. She looked great, you know. And the same, it was just all awesome. And then the person who took out the reef was Prince Harry. And I thought, yeah, there we go. Rock and roll royalty gets out in the big event in front of the 80,000 people. You know, that's the sort of thing that I would, if I was behind the royal family, I'd be saying to Charles, look, your time is getting closer and closer and closer. You've got to, you've got to get out there and be seen and be loved again. Because at the moment, he seems to have just fallen way into the background quite happily uh, and allowing William and Harry to take all the headlines and the photographs, you know? Sure, but that's probably a marketing um, technique too to get the interest in the royals as they build up to Charles coming on to the head of the the, the, the family. Mm. So it could just be you know part of that build up. Yes, obviously William is going to be the uh, will be the king of the twenty first century. Um, because Charles will not get the length of time to do this. But how will we remember Charles? Will we remember him for being, you know, a womanizer? <laughs> a, um, by the way, the word I was looking for is abdicate. And I know that because Simon sent me an email saying the word you're looking for is abdicate. And by the way, I think the Queen should abdicate and I think Ch- Charles should abdicate as well. It's about time William was on the throne. So, so there you go. That's the sort of attitude that you get from uh, some people. If you'd like to, if you agree with uh, Simon, give, give me a call. 0800 80 10 80. Other people are saying it's very nice to hear you um, advocating for uh, Charles. Charles seems a good man. I'm fairly chastised after splitting with Diana. I wish him the best when his day on the throne comes. Dan says that. But then Sam says, I don't want a horse as our queen. And you see, that is the sort of stuff that I just find extraordinary. Don't you? You know, Camilla, for all her <laughs> Camilla, for all you know that that she was involved with, 
was 100% loyal to the man who would be king. And so what she looks like? Sam. I mean, that's such a nasty thing. Charles, when his time comes, will make a very, very good king. What's 70 when you're fit and healthy and totally prepared? And Charles is. And will his time will eventually come. Long live King Charles to be. Someone else asked the real question is, when Charles becomes king, will we get a public holiday on his birthday in November? Well, no, because, of course, a Queen's birthday weekend uh, holiday that we get is not, in fact, the Queen's actual birthday. It's just a, you know, it's just a midterm break, uh, you could almost say. 